Look at hell ten feet square. Blood, sweat, and canvas. Blood, sweat, and canvas. These are big movies, think, about big men. In tights. Both physically and mentally. Especially physically. We don't put Wally Beery in a fruity movie about suffering. I thought we were together on that. I'm sorry if I let you down. You didn't let me down, Fink, or even Lou. We don't live or die by what you scribble. You let Ben Geisler down. He liked you, trusted you. That's why he's gone. He's fired. That man had a heart as big as the all outdoors and you fucked him. He tried to convince me to fire you too, but no, that'd be too easy. No. You're under contract. You're going to stay that way. Anything you write is going to be the property of Capital Pictures and Capital Pictures is not going to produce anything you write. Not until you grow up a little. You ain't no writer, Fink. You're a goddamn write-off. Chris Kelsey here with Matt Owl. On this episode of The First Run, Matt and I are firing up our old NES systems, blowing into that cartridge, and booting up the new adaptation of the classic game series, Super Mario Brothers, with the Super... Super... Superior? I'm going to go with Super Mario Brothers movie. And then uh, Matt and I are going to double down on all things Mario with a discussion of the OG film from 1993 that I had never seen before, Matt. Have you? I have not. Oh, good. Well, it'll be a nice little visit together for both of us. Bob Hoskins, Matt. Bob Hoskins was in that movie. There's the boisterous rundown of the big releases on physical media featuring your streaming and straight-to-DVD picks of the week. And then Matt and I are going to continue our nostalgia trip by discussing our five favorite video games. Period. Just not adaptations, not movies, just our five favorite video games. So let's start everything off with a clip from the Super Mario Brothers movie from 2023. The new one with Chris Pratt and a bunch of other people. Here's a clip. Oh, we're the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. When your sink is in trouble, you could call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Thank you, Super Mario Bros. It seems like the only thing you haven't drained is my bank account. For super service, call or text Super Mario Bros. Plumbing today at 929-55-MARIO. Or reach us on the World Wide Web. Super Mario Brothers! Oh, there they are, Matt. We got to hear a little bit of their commercial that is just blowing up New York City. Going to get them a lot of business and leads to their great adventure. Matt, what is the Super Mario Brothers movie all about? So Mario and Luigi are plumber brothers. Uh, they go on a job where that takes them under the streets of uh, Brooklyn, and they find one of those telltale magical green pipes that we're all so familiar with. Um, they get sucked down into it and separated. Luigi is captured by Bowser, and Mario is dumped out in the Mushroom Kingdom, uh, the you know land of Princess Peach. And he works with her to fight off Bowser and get his brother back. So there you go, man. Let me tell you, I don't know what I'm going to say here. I really don't. I think that this is pure kidtainment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Right. What are your thoughts on the Super Mario Brothers movie? Well, I took First Run Junior to this and she really enjoyed it. Um, she had a good time. She was looking forward to it. She 
and I quote, is not a movie person, so there are very few movies. That's that, <laughs> so I, well, I'm, I'm hoping that she'll come around at some point, you know, in her teen years. Um, and yeah, she had a good time. You know, there were a lot of kids in the theater. Um, it, you know, a lot of parents there with them. For me, this is not like something that's elevated like a Wreck-It Ralph or a Lego movie um, or anything like that. Uh, it's it's okay, but it's, it doesn't offer a lot for adults, and it doesn't really offer a lot from nostalgia. Because for me, Mario Brothers is a classic game, but it's not exactly known for its riveting storyline. It is a pretty paper-thin premise. That's true. I think really, I agree. There's really nothing of note here for the discerning adult or... Th- even the catatonic one. Uh, and I will say that it probably has the single worst usage of AHA's take on me that I've ever seen in a film or any form of media. I mean, truly atrocious. And it made me angry. It really did. I just, <laughs> I have such an affection for that song mm-hmm. and just seeing how they use it. It's, it's a throwaway. And it's like, it's a, I think, a cheap attempt to appeal to adults. I think the story here is rudimentary at best. The voice acting is adequate. I think, surprisingly for me, Pratt is solid. Yeah. I think as is Jack Black and sure, maybe Charlie Day. But I think the issue I had with this, Matt, is there's no emotional connection here. Not even the engagement you get from playing a game, really, Mm. right? There's there's nothing here. It's colorful. I think maybe had some fun Easter eggs if you're a Mario Brothers fan. But I didn't find anything even remotely interesting worth noting. Uh, it's, It's... I will say maybe that has a fine it's a fine adaption of the classical score that we're all familiar with the music from the game. Yeah. And I will say I agree with you. I I was at a 9:30 a.m. showing on this and it was packed to the gills with kids and they loved it. I think it's sharp, it's bright, it's hypnotic for kids with you know the, the color palette of this thing just blasts off the screen. Mm-hmm. Right? So fine. It's 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 kidtainment. Right. It's really it's all it is. Right. If you have a a child from like what six to fourteen or twelve, yeah. I think they're gonna love this thing. But outside of that, I don't think it really has anything going for it. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, um, there's homages to the first game, a little bit of side scrolling, some platforming. We get a reference to Mario Kart. There's an extended Mario Kart sequence, including when they're on mm-hmm. the Rainbow Road. Um, but other than that, I mean. You know, there's no nod, no dods to Dr. Mario. There's no nods to Paper Mario or anything like that. So, again, this it's tough because it's such a classic franchise, but there's not much really to uh, any of these games as far as the story goes, as a narrative goes. I couldn't even tell you what the point of half of these Mario games are, and they never even explain why he's where he is where he is in the games. He's just got to... He's a plumber who's got to rescue the princess. That's basically it. Um, yep. Be it from a giant ape or from some gigantic monstrous uh, turtle. Yeah, the case may be. very true. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's that much to recommend, Jumpman. Um, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was hoping I was hoping to be pleasantly surprised. I wouldn't say it's bad. I would just say it's pretty yeah. milk toast. Um, there's not a whole lot to it to really engage you. Yeah, no, it's just a big screen kids movie. I mean, and that's this, that's fine. It's just that, you know, a lot of times you want to go for something. That they'll have some, something a little bit for the adults, a little taste for daddy, uh-huh. as they say, right? <laughs> and <laughs> it's not there. It's just not here for this. Yeah. 
And it's too bad. Well, that's fine. We're not the target target audience for this, right? That's not what we're here for. Mm-hmm. I would appreciate it since I was by myself. I don't have a kid to bring, but that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I'm the so weird, you're... lonely, mid-40s guy in a room packed full of kids. At 9.30 a.m.? That's yeah. yeah, you were probably weren't setting off any alarms at all. No, thankfully I don't dress like a youth pastor, so I should be okay. Mm. No one was really looking at me side eye at all. So that's good. Uh but it Matt, it just didn't have the emotional resonance resonance or the depth of one of the really great or even good Pixar films. Yeah. And I hate to kind of throw that at it, but really that's kinda of how I feel about it. Yeah. So I will say it's probably streets ahead of the original from ninety three, which we will talk about <laughs> in a little bit. But still, I'm going to give it a C minus. I think it, it does what it intends to do. It's going to occupy your kid for like 90 minutes. Yeah. And if that's what you're looking for, then it checks the box. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be a little bit more generous and give it a C. I don't think it's, I don't think it's hovering on a D territory. I think it's competent. Um, I think it is what it is. It knows what it is, and that's fine. So it's just not for, it's just not for old men like myself. No, no. Is it? Are you familiar with the Illumination films? Have you seen a bunch of yeah, them? Yeah, like Sing and the Despicable yeah. Me's. Are they all kind of like that, or is this kind of? Yeah, of a I mean, they don't trip? have the they don't have the depth of the Pixar films or even the newer Disney films. Um, they don't have even like Lego Movie was you know even all and, and Lego Batman all those kind of movies. They're all like miles ahead of the Illumination films. I've never been that impressed with those films. Fair enough. So if you had a chance to see the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is currently playing in theaters. I did get to see it in Dolby, so I guess there is Me that. too. Me too. Shoot us an email. Feedback at thefirstrun.com. Matt, coming up on physical media this upcoming Tuesday, April 18th. Uh, I believe the debut film from a legendary comic duo that never really hit hard for me because, unlike Matt, I have never smoked like a metric ton of pot or any pot. So, uh, but let's take a listen. In the 30s, Laurel and Hardy were the kings of comedy. Then, Abbott and Costello took the 40s and split their sides with laughter. The 50s went hysterical and broke up to the wild antics of Martin and Lewis. In the great tradition of these laugh masters of the past come two guys who are hysterically funny. They're Cheech and Chong, the comedy team that gave birth to rock comedy and in the process turned on a whole generation. Now it's time for the Cheech and Chong movie, Up in Smoke. Ah, uh, Cheech and Chong, classics. Uh, I think my first real exposure to them was probably actually Santa Claus and his old lady. Oh, okay. Uh, I think, but uh, I always enjoyed both of them and particularly Cheech. So uh, this coming Tuesday, April 18th, Matt, and coming in hard at... Number five! The uh, Cheech and Chong Up in Smoke. It's the 45th anniversary edition. Mm-hmm. There's one that comes in a stash box, like a wood box, so you yeah. can you know put your weed in there, man. <laughs> and it comes with a CD soundtrack as well, which includes the Cheech and Chong songs like Up in Smoke and Earache My Eye and other music from the film, as well as audio clips. Includes a previously unreleased version of the song Up in Smoke with an additional Spanish verse by Cheech. And the 2018 version as well. There's a vinyl LP you can get, which is the soundtrack of the album. There's a 7-inch picture disc as well, which includes a uh, lost B-side or a legendary B-side, Yeska. Um, and then, uh, actually, no, that's, that's wrong. It's the Yeska license plate is the image on the disc. It's just an etching or an, uh, a picture disc on the other side of the license plate. 
And then there are uh, usable rolling papers. Matt, I don't know what a rolling paper is, but that's included, and it's oversized. There's a 11 by 17 poster and a booklet as well. So if you're a fan of Up and Smoke, this sounds like the addition to get. And there'll be standalone Blu-rays as well. Sure. Next up. Four. The uh, film, one of the films we just did for the show, Matt Marlowe, is getting its Blu-ray release. This is Neil Jordan's adaptation of the Philip Marlowe story featuring Liam Neeson. Yeah, I I wouldn't buy it. No, would not buy it. Mm-mm. Wouldn't buy it. Number three. Get three coffins ready. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, Magic Mike, The Last Dance, Steven Soderbergh's farewell to the uh, Channing Tatum trilogy of which I have not seen any three of those any of the films, Matt. None of them. Oh, you haven't seen any of them? Okay. No, I feel like I got I got to get on at least the first one or two. Right? They're supposed to be pretty darn good. And I am a Soderbergh head. Yeah, yeah. I like the first one. The second one was. Okay, it wasn't as good as the first one. I have not seen the third one yet. I hear it's not terribly good, unfortunately. There's a making of featurette as well as a deleted scene. Looks like we're shy of one horse. <laughs> nice and long. Draw it out. Draw it out. Another money. Another second. You brought too, too many. Too, too many, Matt. Cocaine Bear is getting its uh, physical media release. I think it's already on Peacock right now. Mm-hmm. Includes a feature commentary with Elizabeth Banks. An alternate ending, delete and extended scenes, a gag, reel, and more. And then, Matt, your... There can be only one! Shout Factory is putting out the Brave Archer collection based on the Wuxia novels by Ying Yang about the Phantasmagorical... I knew I was going to screw that up. Phantasmagorical... <laughs> Martial Arts Saga, the Brave Archer Trilogy, collects all three films as well as the unofficial sequels, The Brave Archer and His Mate, and The Little Dragon Maiden includes commentaries and making of featurettes. And then 4K, it's a big week for 4K. Criterion is putting out The Seventh Seal. Mm. Kino Lorber is putting out 12 Angry Men and Serpico. Mm. Scream Factory is putting out The Haunting of Julia. DC Animators putting out All-Star Superman. And then finally, Rebel Without a Cause is being released in 4K as well as a Blu-ray, excuse me, a Best Buy exclusive steelbook. And what? No. It, what, what, is, what, how, what was the phrase? What was nope. the exact no. one? No. <laughs> every move is an earthquake? Is that every gesture, <laughs> an earthquake. James Dean. One of the, if not the most pretentious thing I've ever said on uh, this show. If we can ever get anything, I just, for this show is like a quote on, I, w- I would hope it would be like that. Uh, that would be on like a future release of oh, yeah. Rebel Without a Cause. Every gesture is an earthquake. Chris Scalzo, the first <laughs> run. <laughs> it's so funny. I wrote it down in the moment watching that film because I was so blown away by the film. Mm. And then I'm reading back my notes as we're discussing it on the show. And I'm like, oh, this is horrible. I like in my head, I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> and I, I was going to can it, but I, but I have integrity. You do. And I said, listen, I wrote this down and it is ridiculous but i wrote it and i'm gonna say it. you know what i love you for it because uh, i like bringing it up as much as i can yeah you, you know what i say say to that yeah, <laughs> all right but just a short one thank I'm you feeling generous thank tonight. you you're straight to dvd pick of the week i'm gonna go with night of the killer bears a group of five teenage friends have a reunion at a quiet resort mat isolated from the city Partying takes a dark turn when it's revealed each of them have hidden secrets, and paranoia breaks out when they realize there is a killer who is lurking nearby. And it's described as Ted meets the Terrifier. Mm. So the killer is uh, a stuffed animal. It's a stuffed bear. Oh, that's okay. Interesting. Yeah. 
I, I have no idea. Matt, what should we be streaming this week? Uh, so M. Night Shyamalan's newest film, uh, Knock at the Cabin, starring Dave Bautista in the highlight of the film, is available for streaming on Peacock. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, it's worth a. It's worth a, an easy watch if it's not a lot of effort to get to it. Yeah, the ending doesn't really land for me, mm-hmm. but the uh, I think the rest of the film is well worth checking out, especially for Bautista. He's quite good in that film. Uh, I want to mention, too, briefly, I believe it's next Wednesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, I think, Regal is showing Superman 1 and Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut, mm. in the theater. Oh, wow. Very nice. So I'm seriously thinking about going. And they're also doing a special, if they have it in your area, I don't know. I don't think they have it here. I can't remember what they call it, but they have a special presentation where they have the big screen in front mm-hmm. and they have the two side screens as well. Interesting. And they're showing The Batman this weekend along with Top Gun Maverick and Bohemian Rhapsody for some reason. All at the same time? And, and well, no, one after another. I have like a marathon that day, like five bucks a pop. Okay. And there's a fourth film that I'm blanking on. Okay. So I would think about going to see The Batman in that for that experience or maybe Top Gun Mav. But the Batman doesn't start till like nine fifty Saturday boy. night. Oof. I don't even know if it's playing around here, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, you know, it looks like I think uh, was it Fathom Events. I've seen some advertisements from my local AMC that they're going to be doing a Studio Ghibli fest. Um, they're going to be playing like uh, they've like, done them every year. Do they do the last three years? Yeah, it looks like ten years. films, some of which we checked out in our own Studio Ghibli marathon. Yeah, Fathom Events can kiss my hinder. After that, that terrible thing, you know. God. And I and then I looked it up online. You can go back to that episode when I talk about it. But yeah, that's kind of their thing. They they use this archaic technology mm. and they shoot it to you digitally via a satellite. And the print they had was just if it was even was a print, it was horrible. Yeah. It was one of the worst viewing experiences I've ever had. So that's why I'm nervous about. I got to see if the Superman one and two. That's interesting as a fathom event because mm. if it is, I'm not going. Yeah, there you go. I'm not dealing with that. And the 4Ks are coming out pretty soon, too. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Are you, would you pick up the Superman uh, 4K set? I have for the right price. Uh, wasn't, I like them. I don't love them um, like some people on this show do. But I enjoy mm-hmm. them. But it would have to be at a certain price point. Yeah, the problem is I don't know if they're new transfers. Well, I, I, they're new transfers for 2, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a new transfer for the first one. And I also don't believe they're Dolby Atmos soundtracks either. Mm. So I'm a little nervous about all of that. I would I would uh, not pull the trigger until you find out, Chris. I'm not. I haven't pre-ordered it. Okay. And even then, I may wait for it to drop. Like, if you wait sometimes, you'll get a great price. Like, the, I know this is a little sidetrack, but the Bob Dylan box set, the most recent bootleg one, which is the uh, all the stuff from the Time Out album. Yeah. That was running like 110 to 130 dollars, and Amazon had it for like a week for like 30 dollars. Yeah, yeah. So wow. I jumped all over that. Well, you got it. I love that album. Good times. All right, Matt. <laughs> let's keep rolling. <laughs> let's spend a few minutes because we have to, mm-hmm. and talk about the uh, Super Super Mario. I can't say it. Super Mario Brothers movie from uh, 1993. I don't even want to say the words. <laughs> Look at this place. Pathetic. It gets worse every day. It's disgusting. The humans on the other side have a world full of resources. Ready for the taking. Imagine an endless supply of food, clean air, water. And what are we stuck with? This pit hole, germs everywhere, fungus. 
65 million years. We've been exiled here after the meteorite struck. While mammals roam free in the other dimension. Well, not for long. When you get your rock. When I get the princess. Princess? I need the rock and the princess Stacy. And I'll finally be able to merge our world with theirs and get rid of the mammals. Oh boy, gotta get rid of them mammals. Matt, that is a lot of exposition. Mm-hmm by Dennis Hopper, and I really appreciate that. So, an asteroid, the big asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs, but didn't actually quite do that. It actually opened up a parallel dimension, sure. and the surviving dinosaurs entered in there, and then they evolved, and they have their own kind of dino Manhattan place there. And our heroes, Mario and Luigi, played by Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, get sucked into this ulterior alternate dimension to help save a young woman who is a princess, Princess Daisy, I guess. I don't know why she's Daisy, but that's fine. Uh, in this other dimension and end up trying to you know, save the world and stop the two dimensions from combining into one kind of crisis on in, in Infinite Earth style, I guess. <laughs> Matt, this is just dreadful. Mm. I mean, it's a waste of everyone's time. Yours, mine, the listeners, the people who made it. Uh, in a 2007 interview, Hoskins said, the worst thing I ever did, Super Mario Brothers. It was a fucking nightmare. The whole experience was a nightmare. I had a husband and wife team directing it whose arrogance had to be mistaken for talent. After so many weeks, their own agent told them to get off the set. Fucking nightmare. Fucking idiots. He and Lake Wazama would get drunk before each day of filming and would continue to drink between takes. In a 2011 interview, he was asked, what's the worst job you've ever done? What was your biggest disappointment? If you could edit your past, what would you change? His answer to all three was Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> well, I can't blame him. I mean, it's uh, it's awful. It is atrocious, and I can't believe I watched it. I avoided it for so long. And, man, it is bad. It is so bad. There, I guess it has some, I don't want to use the word cult following, but there are some people who really enjoy this mm-hmm, film, mm-hmm. and I don't understand why. Yeah. I don't. It, I don't see like any <clears throat> redeeming value. There is no meta social commentary in this thing. If you're seeing that, you're reading that into it. You're that's projection, buddy. Let me tell you. And the other thing too about this film, Matt, that was really weird for me, is just for a kids movie, how horny it is. Right. I mean, it is weird. I mean, it's I. <sighs> I mean, maybe the booking scene when they're arrested in the alternate dimension. I think I laughed once in a while, but I don't know. Maybe it's a kid's movie for weird, arty, arty emo children of embalmers. <laughs> I'm not sure, but it is just a bizarre film. Like, what's, There's this whole scene at a bar where there's women like half naked mm. grinding up against people. Right. And I'm like, is this just a kid's movie? What are we, what are we doing here? It's the 90s, man. And it was extreme. I I don't know. I can't I can't believe it. I really don't know what to say. It's just a dreadful experience and one of the worst films I've ever seen. Yeah, it's not even doesn't even cross into the so bad it's good territory. It's not even amusing. No. Um I think beyond uh Hoskins, I think uh it's a real travesty that Dennis Hopper is mm-hmm. there as well. <laughs> um <laughs> I give he gives me like a kind of um a Sean Connery vibe where 
that famous quote from Sean Connery is that he passed on Star Wars because he didn't understand it. And that was a huge mistake. So now when anybody came to something, came to him with something that he didn't understand or he didn't get, he just said yes because he figured, was hoping it would be the next Star Wars. And um, I feel like it's what Dennis Hopper was doing there as well. Like his kids or his grandkids were like, hey, you should be in this movie. And he's like, okay. There's an extended version of this movie, Matt, that's 20 minutes longer with additional scenes, including Koopa devolving a technician into slime for the crime of sneezing. Uh, Mario's rivalry with the uh, Scapelli stuff is expanded a bit. And I, I, just, I don't know. I guess it's out there on the line. You can track it down and watch it. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just a misfire from start to finish. Yeah. The script is, I <laughs> I don't know. It's just really bad. The performances are also right behind it. It's just, I don't know what to say. It's, it's, it's a horrible experience. It's really that bad. I don't, it's not really available out there that much. You have to kind of hunt to find this thing to watch it. Yeah. And I don't even think it's worth your time to do that. It's bad. Yeah. It's very, 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 very bad. I don't, and it's also very cheap. It's really weird. Like the effects or like some of the set design stuff. It's, I don't know, they just, I don't know what they blew all the money on or what, what happened. It, they, supposedly it cost 42 to 48 million to make. I don't know where that money went. I don't think Hoskins is demanding, you know, like 20 million to make this movie or Hopper even. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, maybe royalties to Nintendo. Um, to, I, I honestly feel like this was a completely separate script. And somebody just slapped Super Mario Brothers on it because it's the most. It doesn't. I don't even see how it relates to this game, which is paper thin in and of itself. But it has no relation other than the name of the characters in it. That's the thing too, right? Is how outside of the lore the game. I wouldn't anticipate it to be a shot for shot like Last of Us type interpretation, right? Of the game, right. it's right. just not possible given how the games are, but. There is so little in here that connects with the game. You're right. It does have that feel. And then you look at stuff like Fisher Stevens and Richard Edson in this as his cousins. Yeah. Of the Koopas. It's just, it is horrible. It's so bad. And when they evolve them, they make them smart for that gag. Oh, God. <laughs> it is so bad. And then there's a teaser, too. Well, no, Yoshi's, I'm sorry. We get a Yoshi teaser at the end of the new film. Yeah. Yoshi's in this. Sort of, as the dinosaur. But I... Okay. I mean, it's... And then Mojo Nixon is Toad, but he's not Toad. He's a, like a, just like a rock a star. A dude whose name is Toad, yeah. Yeah, I... I don't know what they're thinking throughout this whole thing. It's just it's just a bizarre experience. It really is. I don't know. Maybe I should have grabbed some of those Cheech and Chong rolling papers and <laughs> lit up a doobie, as the kids say. Maybe that would have helped my experience on this. I don't know. I can't probably imagine. Not. It probably would have pushed you into some kind of hellscape. Probably. Mm. So is this an F? It's an F oh, for yeah. me. Oh, God, yes. Yes. Big F. No, no doubts. In fact, let's just let's just stop. Let's just... <laughs> I don't even... Feedback... I don't even email us. There's no point. I, yeah, we don't want to hear it. If you like this... Great, but uh, we we don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm happy for you that you were able to take something out of this. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Make an appointment with a therapist or something, right. but still, good for you. Yeah. 
but we're we're done. I don't never want this thing brought up again on this show in any capacity. Matt, I guess um, we'll talk about our five favorite video games now. Maybe I'll feel a little bit better about that. The dark side is strong in this place. I can feel its power. Is this wise? The ancient Jedi sealed this archway. If we pass beyond this door, we can never go back. The Order will surely banish us. Are the secrets of the Star Forge so valuable? Can its power truly be worth the risk? All right, here's hoping that worked. That was hopefully a clip from Knights of the Old Republic, <laughs> one of Matt's honorable mentions. Because as we were putting this together, I realized I never pulled a clip for the final segment. Mm-hmm. So either that or you heard a theme song or you heard nothing. I have absolutely no idea. Got it. So uh, we're doing it we're doing it, uh, doing it live, Matt. So I don't know if we'll be posting this video one ever either, too. This mm. is not going to – this is not a uh, – We're working yeah, out the kinks. Wow. We're working out the kinks. That's, that's okay. This is – we're new to this kind of podcasting in this show. Mm-hmm. Just be patient with us, Matt. Your number five favorite video game of all time. What is it? Uh, so my number five is a genre of game that I really enjoy. It's called 4X, which stands for Explore, Expand, Exploit, and Exterminate. Um, it was kind of pioneered by Sid Meier's Civilization. But my favorite of these is one from the... I want to say middle 90s called Birth of the Federation. Yes, it is a Star Trek version of this where you pick one of the five major empires. I always pick the Federation. And you expand across the galaxy, colonizing planets, getting into diplomatic relations with um, Klingons and Cardassians and Romulans. And when that inevitably broke down, you know, going to war. Um, And I can't tell you how many times I've conquered the Klingon Empire and absorbed them into the Federation. And my favorite part of that was... Um, the idea of minor races, so you could go along and, you know, add people to your empire, the Vulcans or Bolians or anything else. It was a lot of fun. I spent many, many hours, and I lament the fact that you cannot really get it anywhere anymore. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. That stinks. Uh, my number five, then, is the kind of James Bond takeoff side-scroller that is Rolling Thunder. Mm. I remember that in the arcade game, there's an alien invasion, Mm -hmm. and you're a spy or something. I don't know. And you're basically shooting your way through different places, warehouses, jungles, whatever the case may be, to rescue your love and stop the evil alien bad guys. And I played that all the time, and I did a search last year, and it's available on the PlayStation Network as part of, like I think, is Capcom, one one of the game bundles. Nice. Uh, and I was able to finally buy it. So I'm very excited. I can, uh, play Rolling Thunder now. A lot of loves that are in peril in eighties video games. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's got to do it. Double dragon. Double dragon. Oh yeah. That was uh, immediately what I thought of. Um, wait a minute. I'm trying to think, is it, is it a PlayStation or was it a part of my, I have that little mini NES mm, gotcha. that came out a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be on that. Okay. I can't remember. Sorry. Go ahead. Could be. All right, my number four then, is, speaking of Loves in Peril, is the, I think, third sequel of um, the Zelda franchise. Uh, this is Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, which is the Super Nintendo entry into that franchise. Um, it really was the first time that it really brought um, 
so much more to already what was a, at the time a relatively deep uh, game franchise. Um, again, I love the isometric view. I love the kind of idea of switching back and forth between different worlds and times. Um, as far as uh, an RPG goes, it's uh, I still have a lot of fond memories for it. And I think, in my opinion, it's probably the best Super Nintendo game they had. I was not a Super Nintendo guy. Mm. I never played it. I think I played the OG Zelda. Okay. And then I played Ocarina of Time. Sure. Which is an honorable mention for me. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite games, uh, too, on the uh, N64. So, uh, no, that is a great one. But I haven't played yours, so <laughs> I can't opine upon it. My number four, Matt, was an arcade classic back in my old Pizza Hut days when I was working my way through high school and a little bit of college. And it was NBA Jam. And my team was the Jazz. Carl Malone mm-hmm. and John Stockton mm-hmm. is who I always played with. Because uh, Malone would get in there with the, with the uh, dunks and Stockton would nail the threes. Yep. And that was how I beat everybody. Boom shakalaka. So, uh, that's right. <laughs> He's in fuego. Yeah, I bought that on, when they did the re-release in PlayStation 3 mm-hmm. all those years ago. Mm-hmm. I had a ton of fun playing that. So. NBA Jam's my four. Yeah, putting in the, the big head code, have them all running around so yep. you can see their heads. Yeah. I think who was my team? I think I think it was the Magic. Because um, I think Shaq was still in, on the Magic at that time. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, my number three uh, is, a cl- is basically the poster child for Microsoft's Xbox. Um it's the Halo series, but it's Halo Reach, which I think is the last one that Bungie did. And it's essentially doesn't tell the story of the Master Chief. You play one of these, you know, Spartan super soldiers at the, you know, during the Covenant War with the aliens and humanity is losing. And essentially the secret base that you're at that is building out these super soldiers is attacked. And basically as you go through the story... You know, your squad mates get killed and you're, you know, from the lore, from the initials of the game is that you're going to lose. And basically it's what can you at least do to try and stave that off. And the last part of the game is after you've beaten it, it just flashes up this thing that says survive and basically wave after wave after wave of bad guys get you until you just can't stand anymore. And it's a classic, uh... I think it's it's probably one of my it's one of my it's my favorite entry in that series. It, it still holds up and it's fantastic. Nice. I really man, a lot of mine are just very old school. So my number three, it wasn't the first big fighting game, but it was the sequel, and I think still probably the best of the series. Mm-hmm. That's Mortal Kombat Two. Mm. Uh, I loved that game playing that in the arcade, and then when it came out on uh, Nintendo, I think was it Nintendo? I think I can't remember. It was one of them. Mm-hmm. Probably 64. My buddies and I would all, we'd all go to my buddy Pat's house in high school and we'd all play, we'd be up like all night playing Mortal Kombat <laughs> tournaments. Everybody would swap out, you know, yeah. take shit turns. And uh, it was just so much fun. The When the fatalities start doing that, you're ripping people's heads off or blowing them up, yeah. whatever the case may be. It's just wonderful, wonderful stuff for teenage Chris. <laughs> uh, my go to fighter, of course, being Raiden. Mm. I was a Raiden guy through and through. And then I like me maybe some Liu Kang, but I don't know. Yeah. Raiden for me. Lu- Did you have a, a a guy for you? Yeah, Liu Kang was my guy. Um, he was my first choice. My second choice was Baraka, the monster guy with the arm swords, because he looked cool. And I always liked how the 
uh, in the Super Nintendo one, you had to put in a code to get the turn the blood back on uh, because it was because ah. they were all about not being violent. So when you hit somebody with sweat coming off, you had to do a oh. code to put the blood back in. That's no fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So my number two is I love Bioware games. They are fantastic. Knights of the Old Republic is a Bioware game. Um, Dragon Age is a, is a Bioware game. But my absolute favorite series is the Mass Effect series of games. My favorite is probably Mass Effect 2, um, where you play Commander Shepard, who is um, attempting to stop an alien invasion from a uh, kind of hostile sentient uh, robotic force but the cool thing about it is you have to recruit your companions you have to you know um gain their trust you have to go out and like get resources and stuff like that so it's got these rpg elements and these um in this action game and you basically depending on what you did what you skipped and what you weren't able to accomplish it really affects how the game plays out and it's a lot of fun and the story of it is just absolutely fantastic i love the mass effects games yeah i haven't played any of them so mm. you should they're good are they the ones too that did the um what are they called is it mass effect the one with the the fascist future mm. that's kind of in the 20s and it's got this 30s 40s feel to it as well mm. like I, it's... I don't think no that's not it not it's it. not no, it's not Mass Effect. Bioware. Oh, Bi- oh, no, you're thinking company. of Bioshock. Bioshock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those are good games too. I really like those games. Those are those are much more of a straight up action shooter game. Yeah, I only played that one. That was the whole fascist kind of futury mm-hmm. thing that's still kind of set in the past. Yeah, uh, your uh, your boy uh, Troy Baker is uh, the voice of the hero in the third one of those. Also oh, played Joel. Nice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Joel, my number two is uh, The Last of Us, mm. which is now I'll be perfectly clear with you. The Last of Us, if I have to choose one of the one of the two games, it'd be the second one. Mm, really interesting. I think it's much more emotionally resonant mm-hmm. for me than the first one is. It's a much deeper experience. It's a wider world. There's more to do. There's more options, more characters. It's just a more engaging game for me than the first. One. I love the first one, but I think the second one is just superior. And it's the most involved gaming experience that I've ever had, be it playing it, emotional investment, all of that stuff. My number one is, I'm going to be honest with you, is purely a nostalgia pick. Mm-hmm. But my two is, is going to be The Last of Us Part Two, but really the both games. Very good. Yeah, Last of Us is a great series. I'm interested to see what they do for the third one. I'm assuming there'll be a third one. Um I think they've talked about it, but they really the story really has to hit. And yeah. I don't know though it would be great for um to have listen, I haven't bought a PS five yet. I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. I want a game that's gonna drive me to buy it. Mm-hmm. And a last of a sequel would, perhaps another Batman mm-hmm. game would, or uh, perhaps an Uncharted. I'm not sure. sure. But right now the games on the PS five, there's nothing there that's made me be like, Oh, I gotta buy this system. Yeah. I do I didn't have a PS four <clears throat> I did buy a PS5 just so I could play the Spider-Man game, and I was not disappointed. And I'm really excited for Spider-Man 2 when it comes out soonish. I don't know, I, but I'm looking forward to that. I played the Spider-Man game on PS4, mm. but I never, I have it hasn't hooked me. Yeah, like I played it, I've started it twice okay. and played it for a couple hours. Yeah, and I just drop it. Yeah, I keep. I think part of it too is I don't have the time to dedicate 
to it. Yeah. Though I've played The Last of Us both games twice. Right. But I haven't. Uh, I keep end up going because I only have sometimes like twenty minutes, yeah. half an hour. Yeah, yeah. So I'll pop in Star Wars Battlefront two, sure, and play that, right? Because then I can just pop right off again. And I did just buy MLB the Show, the twenty three version, oh. about a week ago. But I haven't fired that up yet either. Yeah, I just I buy baseball. I buy a baseball game like every four to five years. Gotcha. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, all right. So my number one. All of my other games, I kind of raved about the story. This one actually has basically zero story. It's called Planet Side 2. It is a massively multiplayer online first-person shooter where basically there is a population of a war on a continent on a, on a different planet, and it's essentially moving battle lines. Um, the gunplay is just like nothing else that I've really experienced. Um, if you're gonna join... They don't have lobbies. They don't have people of different skills. Um, you're going to have a bad time as a newbie. And, but if you stick with it, it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's incredibly addictive. I have hate to say that I've sunk, I think, more time into that game than any other game I've ever played. I think I'm up to 90 days of in-game time <laughs> playing that game. Wow. Um, I've been playing it off and on for the past... 10 years it is it is so much fun it's so addicting and i hate it so much at the same time for the way it sucks away my life <laughs> wow impressive so then my number one is uh golden eye oh yeah the n64 one. version mm -hmm. i spent so much time playing that or playing it against my friends uh that 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 battle mode is fantastic as well but being the huge james bond fan that i am it really captured so many great things about the films and was very enjoyable as a first-person shooter. And I don't know. It's the most fun I think I've had playing uh, a video game is that GoldenEye. And it's really been a problem for me because I'm sure, I don't know if you heard, Matt, but they re-released it mm. as a Nintendo slash Xbox exclusive. Ugh, it's too bad. And I'm, I'm like thinking, I even tweeted this out today. Should I buy a Switch? So I can play Golden. <laughs> well, you can buy a Switch Lite. Um, it doesn't connect to your TV, unfortunately. It's portable only, but it's only like two hundred bucks. Yeah, but I thought about that. But it's also it's got a small screen, right? I it feel does. like that would be really difficult, hmm. maybe to play it on that. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a three hundred dollar Switch right now that gets you a free Mario game Ooh. if you're choosing. Nice. It's not the OLED one. Yeah. But I don't know if I really care about that, especially yeah. if I'm going to be playing like. Goldeneye or the Ocarina of Times on there as yeah. well, which I'd love to play that again yeah. too. But three hundred bucks. I Bruh. mean, just just uh, hold off on a couple of the four K box sets that you're never going to open, and you know, <laughs> just uh, just do that. <laughs> How dare you? I watched my City of the Living Dead uh, this past weekend on oh, my nice. 4k from cauldron films looks good. Yeah, it does different color timing. I was surprised, but it, it, it still, I think that it looks good. I think it's a more lifelike picture than some of the other releases have been. And I got the limited edition that comes with like the poster and the stickers and the soundtrack. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's fun. I love that film. Anyway, honorable mentions, Matt. Uh, so honorable mentions, um, the Spider-Man PS4 game is 
mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss. It is wonderful. I, I love it so much. The thing that I think that that has you struggle with it is that you were a big fan of the Arkham City games, which is also on my and I will mention uh, on my list. Yep. Combat is similar, but it's very different. Um, whereas with the Batman games, you know, you can't be interrupted. Like if you get the rhythm right, it just keeps going. Whereas with the Spider-Man game, you got to be very fluid because you can be knocked out of it, even though you're in the middle of hitting it. And it takes a while because as you get more stuff and get stronger, it really does make a difference. It makes it a lot more fun. Um, so Dragon Age, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, um, an old point-and-click adventure by LucasArts called Secret of Monkey Island, which is uh, a genre that doesn't exist anymore that I lament heavily. Um, TIE Fighter, a game where you get to fly around in a TIE Fighter, and it's a hell of a lot of fun, really old. Uh, Diablo as the one of the first loot uh, RPGs where basically it was all about just getting shit that was randomly rolled for you. Um, Soul Calibur, a fighting game with weapons where on the Dreamcast version, me and my roommate played 400 matches in a row um, where we just had a day wow. off one day. And then uh, Master of Orion, one of the OG Space 4X games that I really, really love. Wow, that's great. I would say Super Mario Brothers 2 and 3. Mm. I actually like those a lot. Turok Dinosaur Hunter for N64. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are a lot of fun. In fact, I bought those. Uh, they were on sale for 5 bucks a pop on the PlayStation Store um, like last year. And I I think I almost finished the first one. I had so much fun playing that. But that's that's a purely nostalgia pick, too. Talked about Ocarina of Time. OG Donkey Kong I still love. There was a Star Wars arcade game. Mm-hmm. Where there were three levels, mm-hmm. one from each film, right? I yeah, believe. I, remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't remember what it was called. I yeah, just know yeah. it was a Star Wars game. Yeah. That was an arcade game that I you'd sit in it, and it, uh, I had so much fun with that one. Paperboy oh, as yeah. an OG classic. Yeah. I hated Paperboy. It was so hard. Yeah, Gauntlet when you uh, got to choose between the four characters. Doc That's uh, D and D. Yeah, yeah, but Gauntlet. Then uh, Borderlands Two. Mm. Uh, Uncharted, mm-hmm. all those films, all those films, all those games I love. The film is horrible. Batman, Arkham, all the Arkham games I love. And then um, another old, old school arcade game I used to love as a kid is Popeye. Oh, yeah. Okay. Another so, incredibly hard game. I yeah. Hate it. I, so, ugh, so bad. I hated all those. I was never very good at them. <laughs> so that's it, folks. Those are our favorite video games. What are yours? Shoot us an email at feedback at thefirstrun.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Matt, what's coming up next week on The Big Show? All right, well, we're revisiting Nick Cage playing the Prince of Darkness Dracula with Renfield, which I'm really looking forward to. It was one of my most anticipated of uh, 2023. And then we're going to check out something called Holy Spider. Wow, yeah. I like that. No, it's, uh, yeah, it was that and some other uh, film. I can't remember what the other one was now, but... Um, uh, friend of the show there on twitter um she tweeted out about the film she watched and she loved it Mm. and said that it kind of she said it was kind of like a i saw the devil but not as gory and a little deeper okay and i'm like oh well i love i saw the devil so um that sounds like a uh a yes for me so that'll be that in the meantime check us out on facebook twitter instagram youtube do a search for the first run, scroll, 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 eventually you'll find us. Head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. It'll help other people find the show. And we know you like to help other people. Matt, in the meantime, let's go ahead and take an extended break. We love you all very much. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon.
Do you expect to see any violence here today? I certainly hope so. 